Good morning, everyone. Wow, look at all the space. <laughs> a little bit different this morning, isn't it? Welcome to our new lounge setup, at least for today. I can see those worried looks. <laughs> for today, this is our new lounge room setup. Nice to change things up a little bit every now and then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you look a long way away. So, so I need to let you know that this space is actually for you. So you do not need to stay in your seats all of the time. If you want to stay in your seats, then that's fine. But if you feel like coming into this space as we praise, as we worship, then please do so. It's here, here for you. If you want to come and sit on the ground or stand or whatever you, makes you comfortable. If you want to dance, then go for it. Yes, Wayne's ready to go. <laughs> so thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you, God, that this space, this room is filled with your presence. I thank you for what you want to do here this morning. I thank you for your blessing poured out upon every single person who walks into this building this morning. Every single person that walks past that car park, that drives past God, your blessing poured out this morning. Have your way this morning, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. How about you stand? If you want to come forward, then come forward. Joyful noise unto Him. Come on, everybody. 
sometimes a joy beyond understanding. I thank you that that is a gift from you. I thank you that it's a gift from the throne room of God. Wow, incredible joy. May we receive your joy no matter what we are going through right now. May we receive that today. May that be deposited into our very beings, into our very spirits this morning. Thank you, God, for your joy. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You enjoying the space? <laughs> you may be seated. Well, welcome to church. Welcome to church this morning. If you're here for the first time and you missed what I said uh, earlier, we're, we're doing things a little bit different. The setup is a little bit different. So our, our lounge room setup, you know. Sometimes we just change the change the setup a little bit. So this is it for today. It's good? Yeah. <laughs> change is good, isn't it? That's what Pastor Ray says. Change is great. I see they're having a great time actually. Overseas I saw a picture of them in an arena. We've created an arena here. Uh, and I, they said it's the same place that um, the Apostle Paul spoke in. Isn't that cool? They're there enjoying uh, time with the Demets at the moment. So that's fantastic. 
God, may you be with them right now. Amen. Well, celebrations. We want to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries. So if you have had a birthday or anniversary this past week, how about coming and joining me? I know that there has been a few. Chris? Catherine. Was it? Oh, is it birthday? Oh, happy birthday. Is there anyone else for wedding anniversaries? Is it your birthday? Happy birthday. Fantastic. Okay. Well, church, let's stand. Let's pray for our family. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, happy birthday. Well, a couple of things to draw your attention to. We have October is approaching. Can you believe it? October is approaching. And so part of October with Activate Church is something that we do as a church is we have uh, CIA, which is Church in Action, CIA in October. We actually do that right throughout the year, don't we? Yes, we do. But it's a, it's a focus for us in October where we can really rally together as a church and be a, a, a church in action. So one of the things that we do do, uh, you, you're going to see more uh, things highlighted to you, but one of the things just to let you know that the muckin that we did last year, if you were here, last year we had a muckin Sunday where we came in our in our older clothes and went out into the community, um, that is going to be happening on the 16th, Sunday the 16th of October. So that's going to be good, isn't it? Yes. So more details will come. So if you do not get the, our e-news, then please let the office or the hub know today and we can get you signed up for that and all the details will be coming out on our e-news. Also, Faith 101 is happening tonight at the 6pm gathering. So if you are new in your faith uh, or even not too sure exactly what a, a relationship with God is or you have, yeah, you have a lot of questions, then that is for you to, tonight. If you, actually, if you have friends and family also that you think might be really interested in that, discovering more about what this faith is, then tonight is a great night to Bring them along to that, Faith 101. That will be happening during our 6 p.m. gathering. That will be great. Well, Wayne Duckett, he's got something to share with us. So how about you give Wayne a huge hand? Hi there, church. Uh, good morning. I just wanted to share something that um, a whole bunch of us from this church are doing uh, on a regular basis. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know about it, but I see some of them are over there, Jeremy and Paul and Leanne and the family. So... On, in the summertime on a Wednesday night, I found out four years ago there's a whole bunch of guys in this church and women that do running. And uh, I was a runner back in my day, and uh, so I went along to watch one day. I actually skipped Sunday morning church. But I went at night. So, yeah, so anyway, so I went to watch these guys, and I got really inspired that the, you know, these guys were realising that they need to be fitter 
than they were, and they and they took up running just to you know a bit of a sport and a bit of a social gathering. And so, cut a long story short, we started getting together. We found out about this event that happens on a Wednesday night in summer from Chartwell, and right on our back door, so to speak, and um, at Smith and McKenzie Fun Run. And um, cut a long story short, we went to that a lot, and so it was almost like an activate group. It was, uh, we'd turn up every Wednesday, the kids would come, we'd all, some of them would run, some of us would walk and we'd just you know, get together, there'd be, sometimes there'd be 15 to 20 of us. And last year they came to us and they said, look, uh, the person that organises the event can't do it this year, would you guys do it? Would you be our organisers? And we said, yeah, absolutely. So, so Activate Church, in, in a roundabout way, has been organising this uh, fun run, so we give up 25 Wednesday nights a year. Uh, during the summer to um, organise this fun run. I, I wanted to make you guys aware of it because I know that um, getting, getting active is not easy and not all of us like it and not all of us like to sweat and puff and huff and puff but um, getting started is really, really hard and what I, we loved about the Smith & McKenzie fun run is it's not for elite athletes, it's for normal people and um, of all shapes and sizes and all fitnesses. And so, some, like I say, some of us walk, some of us run, some of us do 2K, some of us do 5K, and there's absolutely no pressure on what you do. And I wanted to make you aware of it because I'm no doubt there are people here that are thinking, you know, oh, summer's coming, you know, I've been hibernating over the winter and I could do with, you know, getting a bit more active than I have. And I just wanted to make you aware there's a big bunch of Activate people that meet on a Wednesday night. We start Daylight Saving. So next weekend's Daylight Saving happens the following Wednesday, we start. And, um, and it's a fantastic event. I love it because it's non-threatening. Nobody's, you know, we, we do have results. Uh, we post the times on our Facebook page, but we purposely put them in alphabetical order because we don't want to highlight who's the fastest and who's the slowest. It's just, if your name starts with A, you're at the top. So, um, and it's just a, a really low-key, great thing for families to do. We get a lot of kids coming, so we get a lot of families turning up. Their kids run, they walk, and the parents walk or run. And then afterwards, we have a surprise giving. And, um, and we're really glad that uh, Activate Church is one of our sponsors. So last year they gave us a few movie tickets to give away, and this year I was telling Sheridan what we're doing, and we're wanting to give away a $200, $250 shoe voucher before Christmas and after Christmas um, for those that are consistent. Uh, not for those who just turn up for a once but for those that are consistent, you go in the draw to win a pair of shoes. And Activate Church are a sponsor of, of those for the side of Christmas. So thank you, Church. Uh, you are a, um, our sponsor. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, but I really wanted to make you guys aware of it because there might be someone out there that's saying, you know, what I love about this event, it's every Wednesday. So you can put it in your diary. And if you don't have a routine, you sometimes don't do things. This is a routine. You can do it. And uh, we gladly see you there. And so if you want to know any more information, go on Facebook and jump on and, and just pull, put in Smith McKenzie Fun Run or you can talk to me afterwards or Jeremy or Paul or Leanne or, or any of the others that you might know that get out there and do, do a, a run. So, um, um, yeah, thank you very much. Time is it. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. when 5.15 onwards for walkers, 6 p.m. for a run. So you just need a little bit more time for a walk, is it? Yes. We can take our time. I quite like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'll be overtaken, won't I, by all, by all the runners. But <laughs> no, it'd be good. Be good. Maybe we should put some details on the on our e-news as well. That'd be great. Good way to connect with others, isn't it? In our community, walk, walk and run. Fun. Walk is fun. <laughs> Some of you find the run fun. Good on you. 
Well, we're going to share communion, celebrate communion together this morning. Communion is incredible, astounds me. Jesus came and he, he died a sacrificial death. He died in our place. He died for us. He paid, paid the price of our sins. And his resurrection broke the power of sin and death. Isn't that awesome? His resurrection. I love the power of his resurrection. He didn't just die, but he rose again. He rose victorious. It broke the power of sin and death over our lives. And the whole process, this whole process that was done, that our Father, our Heavenly Father put in place, that Jesus came, this whole process was all about connecting us to the Father. All about connecting us to our Heavenly Father. He loves us so much that He wants to be connected with us. You know, and here we, we have all this, this space here this morning, and, but He didn't want, He didn't want any space between Him and me, Him and you. He wanted an intimate relationship with every one of us. He's passionate about you, so passionate that He made a way to have a relationship with you. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 23. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. Incredible love. He wants us to come boldly into His presence. He doesn't want anything between you and Him. He wants us to be so intimately, have an incredible intimate relationship. He wants us to come boldly. As, as I read, He wants us to hold tightly without wavering. Not, no wavering. It's like, I can come boldly because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on my behalf. Incredible love. Ephesians 3.18, and says, it says, May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is for you. I encourage you to read Romans 8 in your own time. It talks about no condemnation, no condemnation for you because of the sacrifice that was made. We can come boldly into His presence. No shame, no condemnation. In verses 15 and 16 of Romans 8, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. That's you. He adopted you 
He paid the price for you to be his own child. Jump up on his knee, that type of child. And it says, now now we call him Abba Father, which is Daddy. Now we call him Abba Father. He's adopted you. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Isn't that powerful? So this morning, as we celebrate communion, this is a huge celebration. I pray that, as we just read, that as His Spirit is joined with our spirit, that you would have no doubt whatsoever that you are, that you are affirmed, that you are His child, you are adopted as His child, that there would be nothing that would come between you and your heavenly Father, that you would be able to boldly come into His presence. May you even have that picture of jumping up onto His knee this morning. He, He loved you that much that He made a way for that to happen. So what I want us to do is I want us to to, um, come forward and to receive the emblems this morning. And I encourage us to make use of the space. We're going to continue in our worship, but make use of the space. How about you stay in the space, receive the emblems, have that time of actually even as you, you know, as you walk into the space, let that anything that you may be coming between you and your father, he would not desire for anything. So let as you walk forward into that space, let you, picture yourself walking boldly, walking boldly into his presence. Picture him with his ha- arms wide open receiving you because that's why he did it. If there is anything else that is not what he wants, if there is anything that is coming between you and him that's not what he wants, he said, I sent my son for you, that you would come boldly into my presence every single day every day. So how about we come forward, receive the emblems. I'm going to pray shortly and we're going to continue worshipping him. Come forward. Father, I thank you that we can come boldly into your presence. I thank you that you made a way. Jesus, thank you for coming and dying on our behalf. Thank you that you rose from the dead. Thank you that you broke the power of sin and death. Thank you that we can now come boldly into the presence of God Almighty, our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, that you love us that much. Thank you that you desire an intimate relationship with us. Thank you. How about you receive the emblems in your own time?
focus on the Father. He's the one with his arms open wide. He's the one who's encouraging you to just step in. This is an older song, but where you can, maybe don't even focus on the words, just focus on him. He's the author of life. He's the giver of peace. He's the, the joy inside of us. He's everything we ever need. And he's smiling over you. Heavens declare the glory of God, and all of the world will join the praise His wonders proclaim. Oceans and skies lift up their voice, and all He has made. King of all kings, let us adore Him, let us adore Him, Jesus Christ is the Lord, eternity's King is coming up.
Once you raise your voices, we
once you begin to lift, lift your voice. Come on. See, as we open our hearts, we declare this morning, and we each of us declare with our lips this morning, because there's power in, word, in the words. Open up our hearts, Lord, this morning. We let you in. We exalt you, Lord. We open the, the doors of our hearts, Lord, and we let you in. Put you back in your rightful place Deep inside our hearts One more time We exalt you Open hearts We exalt thee We How many of you are freaked out by the space? Let me, I can answer that question, just watching you, most of you. <laughs> John chapter 10, 10 says, The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. In other words, he wants you to live in a place where there is no space. But Jesus comes to give life and life in its fullness. In other words, he wants us to live in space. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, he wants us to live in a place of space, wide open spaces. So we probably should get used to the idea of space, shouldn't we? Yes. You guys yes. are going to be hard work this morning, aren't you? All I did was move your seats. Come on. Just adjusted them. That's right. Father, I pray that this morning you would plant a seed of something in our hearts and it would be a seed that brings release. It would be a, a seed that will grow. It'll be a seed that'll bring freedom in our personal worlds. It'll also be a seed that brings freedom in the life of your church in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I ask that we would, um, this morning, it would find good soil to be planted in. 
It would be uh, planted in a soil that is going to cause much growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you tell me what Newton's third law is? What was that? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You obviously learned something at school. Mum says I only went to eat my lunch. Actually, it was because I couldn't get my head around physics that I left school. But you're right. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The statement means that in every interaction, there is a pair of forces acting on two interacting objects the size of the force, blah, 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 blah. So that may be true in physics. Equal and opposite reaction. It may be true in physics, but it is not true in the realm of the spirit. It's not. It just simply isn't true in the realm of the spirit. In contrast, Leviticus 26 says this. And there is a, uh, there is a condition, there always is, to a promise of God. It says, if you live by my decrees and obey, Obediently keep my commands. Drop down a couple of verses. You'll chase out your enemies and defeat them. Five of you will chase 100, and 100 of you will chase 10,000. That's pretty cool. Jan agrees with me. That is pretty cool. That, that is like 100 times. So it might be right in the physics that it's equal and opposite, but in the spirit we can expect a hundred times. That's called multiplication. And what is the key to uh, seeing a hundred times take place? The key is agreement. If you live by my degrees, the key is agreeing with God. That's the key. T.D. Jakes, a well-known preacher, said this. He said, faith people do not expect to be defeated. Fear people get what they agree with. Defeat. Do I need to say that again or did you get it? You got it? Faith people do not expect to be defeated. Fear people get what they agree with. Defeat. I've discovered this, that if Satan can hijack our agreement with God, he's hijacked our purposes in God. If Satan can hijack our agreement with God, he's hijacked our purposes in God. Now, in the book of Numbers, lots of things happen, but you'll probably remember in the book of Numbers that Moses sent out uh, spies or a, a team of scouts to the promised land. He sent them out and he said, when you come back, I want you to tell me what you find because the promised land is the land that God said they could have. So he sends out this group of men and when they come back, around Numbers 13, 25-ish, 26-ish, it says, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. Remember when I was a kid, there was always cartoon books with grapes the size of, like, beach balls. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites lived in the Negev, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly 
conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. They disagreed. We go down a little bit further. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jeph, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. What was the outcome of this? They didn't enter the promised land. They got sent to wander in the desert for 40 years. God moves where there is agreement. And where there is not agreement, God does not move. He moves where there is agreement. That's how he does stuff. And so for a couple of minutes this morning, I want to talk about um, agreement, but particularly I want to talk about our culture of agreement when we come together publicly like this. Can you say amen? amen. It wasn't bad. Can you say it a bit, a bit more gusto? I'll help you. I'll count to three. One, two, three. Amen. amen. What are we saying when we say amen? So be it. Yes, I agree. That's right. That's amazing. Sometimes you're saying, wow. We're saying all sorts of things when we say amen. But we say amen verbally. And I want to talk about verbal agreement. When I used to ride motorbikes, and this isn't the best illustration because it's not verbal, but when I used to ride motorbikes, you would go into a corner, and particularly if you were going fast, you had to look where you were going. You'd look where you're going to go, and if you didn't look there, you wouldn't go there. But you could look where you're going, and how you go there is you give agreement physically that that's where you're going. Anyone who rides a motorbike knows that the second you tense up, the second you panic, the motorbike stands up and it won't go around the corner. But when you give your body agreement, that's where we're going, and you relax into it, it just goes around the corner beautifully. The power of agreement. Meetings. This is 101 leadership. If you've ever been burned by this, we've probably all been burned by this if you're in any kind of leadership role. When you're in a meeting and you've discussed something and you talk about something and you go, right, are we all happy about that? We all agree with this. Silence doesn't mean yes. In fact, silence probably means no. Anyone who's been involved in any degree of leadership of people in meetings knows that when you come to a decision and when you've made a decision, you don't just go, are we all happy and sit there? You go, are we all happy with this? And you go around the room and you go, what do you think? 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 You need a verbal response from every person in the team that says, yes, I am happy with this, or no, I'm not. But you need a verbal response for agreement. If it's not a verbal response, it's not enough. If you're sitting on the other side of the table, is everybody happy with this? That's not a yes. That's I just nodded my head or fell asleep at the appropriate moment. That's all that is. A yes is a yes. 
I'm happy with this. There is power in a verbal response. Uh, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. In other words, we create the atmosphere that we live in with the speech that we use. The power of speech or the power of our agreement via speech is a supernatural thing. It's supernatural. It carries power beyond your wildest dreams. In Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said. A little bit further, God said. A little bit further, God said. Get to Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. You and I, to some degree, are made with the same ability to speak things into being as God himself. I'm not saying you are God. That's not what I said. We are made in his image. And to some degree, we have the same ability and power to speak things into being. That's why the scripture says, avoid all perverse talk in Proverbs. Stay away from corrupt speech because... You are creating every time we open our mouths. Every time. I can walk into my home, and I was joking with my son yesterday. He rang me, and just out of the blue. And he would have expected me to go, hey, how are you doing? And instead, I picked up the phone and said, what do you want? And it just went silent. It was like, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just having you on. But I created an atmosphere, didn't I? Just with my speech. Nasty, I know, but I created, Jan doesn't like that sort of thing, because she's, she's always positive. So, uh, nasty, I know, but just with, with a couple of words, I created an environment just like that. They absolutely had him on edge where, as soon as I said, no, I'm just having you on, it's fun. He was like, oh, phew, I wondered what you're on for a while. So, we, our, our words are incredibly powerful. You and I create atmospheres everywhere we go by the way we speak. Second you open your mouth, second I open my mouth, you, you know what's going on. Can't help but. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says this, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Let me read that again. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. In other words, our yes aligns us with the truth of God. Our yes pulls us into line with the truth of God. It ascends to God for his glory. Our yes gives God's glory. This is the thing. It doesn't say our nod. It doesn't say our wink, and it doesn't say our nudge. It says our yes. And it says our yes for a reason, because it lines up with the rest of Scripture that there is incredible power in verbal expression. And I really want to encourage us, and I think we need to learn and we need to push ourselves to respond to the truth of God when we hear it with a yes or an amen. I think we do. I think we do. 
I think you can do it. This isn't an introvert, extrovert thing or anything else. This is about aligning ourselves with the truth of God. This is about aligning ourselves with the power of God. And he says that when we say amen or when we say yes verbally, we're bringing ourselves into alignment with his truth. Do we need any larger reason than that? Yes. Good. Yes means no. No means yes. Just, you just got to verbally. Yes, I agree with you, God. Yes, that's a good point. Yes. You see, what I've, I've also discovered when I go home, I can, I can go home and I can see Jan and I can walk in the house and I can go, that was a nod. I can even give her a wink. I could walk up to her and give her a nudge even. And I'll probably get a response, what are you doing? But if I walk into my home and I go, hello, darling, I love you. See? Yeah, yeah. I won't tell you what my voice say. There's something incredibly powerful and verbal. And I think we need to create a culture when we're together that we verbally acknowledge the truth of God. Now, you know, if you, if you want to hang off the beam up there and, and do that, you feel free to. That's good. But I'm not asking that. I'm just saying we need to develop a culture that when we hear the truth of God or something said that really encourages us, we go, yes, or amen, or that's right, or wow, or it's amazing, whatever. Let something out of our mouths because as we let it out of our mouths, it plants a seed in the ground, plants a seed in the ground of our heart, the truth. There's something with a verbal acknowledgement that is incredibly powerful. Amen? Amen? We'll get there. Don't worry. Now, some of you are going, oh, you've just been emotional. You've just been emotional, Sheridan. You're trying to stir emotions, trying to stir us to be respond emotionally. Well, I'm not. I'm trying to stir you to be in line with God, but at the end of the day, we are emotional beings. Yes? We are emotional beings, and our emotions need to respond to God. I figure this. If I hear something, if I read something, if I'm in atmosphere, and God stirs something in my heart, He probably is stirring an emotion first. And I need to respond to that. In fact, I think if I do not respond to the promises of God, I'm, a, I'm then denying emotion. And if I'm denying the emotion, I'm denying being human as he made me. And if I'm denying being human, I'm just being fake. That's backwards for the way some of us think. Some of us go, if we sit there and we go, Amen! Yes, that's good, whatever. Ah, oh, you're being fake, that's just all emotionalism. No, no, to sit there and suppress an emotion that we're having with no response at all, and I hope you're having some emotions, otherwise you're probably dead. To suppress an emotion that God is stirring in us and not making any response to the emotion is actually what is fake. Because that is suppressing the very way God has made us. I've read lots of stuff I read all the time. And, uh, you know, part of the, 
the, the challenge of church in our era is that many of us saw the excesses in previous generations where they were hanging off chandeliers, chandeliers and they said and did some absolutely stupid things, to be honest. But they were responding to faith. But we've tended to go the other way now with the pendulum so far that you go, okay, have we, have we actually got any emotion in our relationship with Jesus now? Have we got any passion at all in our relationship with Jesus now? Or are we just going to, with the fear of what may have happened in the past or may have not happened in the past, are we going to be so contained and proper that we end up disagreeing with the Word of God? Because His promises are yes and amen. Yes and amen. If Satan can hijack our passion... He's hijacked our purposes in God. If he can hijack our passion, he's hijacked our purposes in God. I believe that whatever's in our heart will be verbalized. And I believe that it's the passion and agreement with the promises of God. If we've got passion and agreement with the promises of God, we've got to let it out. We've got to let it out. And I want to encourage you, let it out. Just let it out. Make yourself if you have to. Yes, because it's bringing myself in line with the truth of God. I bring myself in line with the truth of God. He can release a miracle. That simple. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Pastor Mike Connell, a Kiwi pastor, said this, the words that we come into agreement with and then begin to speak forth, create and shape our future and our destiny. Who are you agreeing with? So I want to give you permission. Actually, I want to do more than that. I want to encourage you. To make a racket. Make a racket. If we're singing and you can't sing, just make a racket. It's all coming into alignment. I exalt God. It's the truth of God. I exalt thee. I lift you up. That's good. You can't sing? Don't worry. Just make a racket. And if someone next to you looks at you like, what are you doing? You can't sing. You're making a racket. Just look back at them and smile and keep worshipping Jesus. Make a racket. I want you to learn to respond to truth. Respond to truth. Don't suppress it. Respond to truth. There is something infectious about responding to truth. And it's very encouraging. Let me, a couple of things that I think you will find if you start to respond verbally. The first one is that truth is embedded in your heart. It plants truth in your heart. I write notes all the time when people are talking. I write notes, I write notes, I write notes. But if I go, yes, I remember it. I don't remember what I write often, although it helps me process. But if I go, yes, or amen, or I agree with that, or wow, that was amazing, I remember that. It plants a seed. I'm giving permission for it to grow in my life. It'll make you feel good. Some basic reasons. It'll make you feel good. Let's go. Let's say amen. 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 You just feel good, don't you, with a little bit of a release. Amen. It makes you feel good. How about this one? You'll no longer be a spectator, but you'll be adding to the environment. Consumerism gone. I had lunch with the Burtons this week, and they've got a favorite saying in their house that you are either momentum or inertia, one or the other. You are one or the other, always. Yes, makes you momentum, quite simply. Nothing just makes you like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Inertia. Yes, it's 
quite simple, isn't it? Just one word. I like it. One word. Yes. Amen. It makes you momentum. How about this one? You'll encourage the speaker. Now that sounds really, because I'm saying it, it sounds like help me, please. I'm not asking you to help me, please. But I want to, I want to explain why I've written that. You will encourage the speaker. Because when, you are, when someone has prepared a message to speak, you get 75%. But if you start to draw out of them, there's a whole lot more there. Every speaker I know operates at kind of this level, but when people start to go, amen, bring it, come on, give it to me, you got more than that. Some of the real treasures of God start to come out of them that are there. So there is, there is truth in the saying that people get the leadership they deserve. I'm not saying that critically. I'm just saying there is truth in the saying that when we start to pull it out, you, you're working, and the best starts to come, and they get, you get what you do. You get more, because there is more in most speakers than they deliver when they're delivering. They just need someone to pull it out. That made sense? Good, good. Um, verbal acknowledgement of God's truth is effective spiritual warfare. When I hear the truth of God, I go, yes, that is spiritual warfare. That's what it is. It's saying, I agree with God because all the devil wants you to agree with is lies. That's all the devil wants us to, do, to agree with is, is lies and, and what, he, what he wants us to see. But when we go, yes, or amen, and, and agreeing with the truth of God, we're saying, no way, devil. Out of here, pal. I believe in God. I believe in the truth and the promises and the miracles and the power of God I'm not listening to your lies. It is incredibly powerful spiritual warfare. And last one there is you'll simply encourage those around you, which is a good thing to do. It's all part of belonging and big-hearted. Matthew 18, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Agree. If you agree. How do I know? If I agree with Jen. Jen, do you agree with me? Yeah, exactly. What am I agreeing with? What am I agreeing with? Thank you, you answered well. Very good. What am I agreeing with? How does she know unless I say? Mark chapter 11. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Didn't say I can nod at the mountain. Didn't say I can wink at the mountain. Didn't say I can nudge the mountain. It said, you can say incredible power in the spoken word. So here's the deal. It may be rude to talk in a movie. In fact, it is. If I'm in the movie theatre with you, just be quiet. Don't talk. Drives me nuts. You and your popcorn. Ah, oh, flip. Hate the smell of popcorn. Munching away. Eating with the mouth. Try to watch a movie here, for goodness sake. It may be rude to speak in a movie. It may be rude to speak in a show or in a concert. It may be rude to speak back to your teacher or your boss in the classroom, the workplace, the lecture hall, wherever it is. But we're in church. We're not in a movie. We're not in a show. 
we're not in a concert, and we're not in a lecture. Now, just let me, I've got, I'm just going to preface it slightly. Because it is rude to sit there and talk to the person beside you the whole way through. That's rude. Other than that, make a racket. Make a racket. Go for it. Yes, Jan, thank you. Make a racket. Because the Bible says there is power in the tongue. It says the promises of God are yes and amen. So the power of verbal agreement is a biblical principle. So, all we've got to do is remind ourselves to do it. When we're sitting there thinking, yes, let that yes go, yes. Just let it drop from here, bounce off your heart and come out, yes. Yes. If you think amen's a really religious word, it kind of is, isn't it? Well, don't say amen. Say, yeah. Go for it. That's great. Load of rubbish. Whatever. Whatever. I was in Christ, when we were in Christchurch, I, I said something. I made up. I made up a Bible verse. But I just said it with great gusto. And one of our young leaders in the, sitting on the front row went, Amen! And I thought, oh, flip. <laughs> no, nah, sorry, pal, not today, but I love your enthusiasm. Let it come out. Out. Yes. You don't have to shout it so that the whole world hears. Yes. You're stating something in the spiritual. We need to make a bit more noise. Yes? yes. We need to agree with the truth of God. Yes? yes. Yeah. When we hear it, we need to allow our motion to stir us to say something. Yes? yes. There's power in the spoken word. There is. You release miracles with the spoken word. Power of God. You know, the greatest promise of God is relationship when we believe. That's the greatest promise of God. And again, it's activated with a spoken word. It says, when you confess, Jesus Christ is your Lord. It's activated. Everything. There's just so much about our spiritual world and our spiritual life that is activated with the spoken word. And I want to encourage every one of us, despite personality types, the spoken word. You can sit there and you can go, I'm not that kind of person, Sheridan. I, I, I like to take the back. You're just talking to the wrong person because if I hadn't responded to God to do what I'm doing, my favorite place is to sit at the back quietly and say nothing. So I'm living proof that you can change. I'm absolutely living proof that you can live outside your comfort zone. I live there every day of the week. Absolutely living proof that we need to start to declare the truths of God in our world. But the greatest promise of God, the music, you guys want to come and just, I'm not sure if we're doing a song. We've probably run out of time, so maybe not. The greatest promise of God is a relationship with him. And we agree with his truth. That's how we activate that. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe that you went to a cross. That was what communion was about. Jesus, I went, believe that you went to the cross on my behalf, that you died because I've got so much wrong in my world that only your sacrifice could make things right between me and the Father. Jesus, I believe that you are the only way. Jesus, I believe 
that you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe that I'm going to spend eternity with you. Jesus, I believe that you've got a place waiting for me when my time comes in eternity. We come into agreement with those promises. So powerful. We say, yes, Jesus, on those promises, we're coming into agreement with God. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment? I'm going to ask you to lift your hand very uh, shortly if you're coming into agreement with any of those promises. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I uh, thank you for forgiving me, for making me right. Jesus, I want to walk my life with you. Jesus, I'm looking forward to an eternity. If you're coming into agreement today with any of those promises for the first time, or today you're saying, okay, Jesus, I need to step back up. I need to step forward again into relationship with you. I'm going to ask you in just a second to lift your hand. And when you lift your hand, I'm not asking you to say it loud, but you just say, Jesus, I agree. Jesus, I agree. Today, if that's you for the first time, maybe it's not your first time, you really feel to respond today. How about you lift your hand quickly? Say, Jesus, I agree. Jesus, I agree. It's fantastic. Jesus, I agree. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, or He loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Amen? Amen. Try that again. That wasn't very good. Amen? Amen. Can we, can we make an agreement today? Can I encourage you? Can we make an agreement that we are going to align ourselves verbally with God? Now, I realize it's not comfortable for a lot of us. But can we make an agreement today that we are going to try, when we come together, to make verbal agreement, verbal alignment with the truth of God, something of the culture of who we are as a church because I really believe in carrying a bit of a weight around it that there is release for us as we do this. That it's actually going to unlock something in the spiritual realm of faith that we need unlocked. Can we make that a yes? Yes, we can try and do that. No one's going to be marking you. No one's going to be sitting beside you going, hey you never said, you never said anything then. Just a verbal agreement in our, or an agreement in our hearts that verbally we will acknowledge the truths of God and let's see what he does. Great? Fantastic. It's nice to see you. Might even put the seats back normal for you next week. No. Couldn't freak you out two weeks in a row. That'd be a bit rough, wouldn't it? Hey, why don't you stay around? Um, do you want to stay and have a cup of coffee and meet a few people? and be great. Fantastic. How about you give Sharon a hand? Oh, I like that agreement I just heard. Fantastic agreement. Isn't it great that God actually gives us the privilege of having the power of life and death in our tongue? I mean, that's an incredible privilege that we have. So let's use it. Let's use it to, to bring life and agreement together. There is incredible power. And I totally agree there that there will be something released as we use our tongue to agree together to bring life something will be released in Jesus name yes. amen yes yes, yes. <laughs> well tonight we have Sheridan speaking tonight at the 6 p.m yes it's gonna be a, a good night 
and uh, Plus Faith 101 is tonight as well. Next week we have uh, Pastor Wayne Swift with us all the way from Melbourne. He is the national leader of the Australian Apostolic Movement and he's also our Activate Churches Hamilton's uh, overseeing minister. So he is going to be spending the weekend with us and spending some time with the elders as well and making sure that we're all ticking along well and he's probably going to ask us some awkward and tricky questions, which is going to be lots of fun, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, but it's going to be great. He'll be at all of our uh, gatherings on uh, next Sunday. So so come expectant next Sunday. Today's take-home question for those of you that have children, today's take-home question is what is forgiveness? Good question, isn't it? What is forgiveness? I'm sure that one will be able to be put into use throughout the week also. Also, if you are here for the first time, it's been great having you with us today. We'd love you to pick up a guest bag uh, that's on your right as you go out those doors. On your right, there are some guest bags there for you and someone will be there to meet you. And uh, there is also a uh, card in there to receive a a free coffee. So please go and enjoy a cup of tea and cup of coffee afterwards. Go and uh, enjoy catching up with people together. And thank you, church, for your giving. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without you, we are not able to even open the doors of this place or let alone reach out into our community. So I thank you, God, for your church. I thank you for the finances. I thank you for the giving. And God, I declare a multiplication upon those finances. God, I declare lives transformed through those finances in Jesus' name. Pour out your blessing upon the givers in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like prayer for anything at all, then please come forward and we'd love to pray for you as we finish. Otherwise, have an amazing day. Hope to see you either tonight, 6pm, or next week. Have a fantastic day and week.